0: Hey guys, this is Danny, And
1: this is Jenny Fuentes. And
0: this is Dear Husband, Dear Wife.
1: Yes, it is a podcast that is um, about an imperfect couple, keeping Mm -hmm. it 100% real, um, where we talk about dating, marriage, and sex.
0: Yeah, (laughs) all of it.
1: Yes, it is unscripted Mm -hmm. and it's centered in the truth.
0: Yes, we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the messed up, the shady, the pretty things, the beautiful things, all of it. All oh. jam packed.
1: Yes. So, thank you for tuning in, and
0: we get hope. ready. Yeah. We hope what? I don't know. We just hope. <laughs> we just hope.
1: We just hope that you will enjoy just... the episode that you're about to hear. Yeah. All right, y'all. Enjoy.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: Hey, welcome back.
0: This is Dear Husband, Dear Wife. We're, we're back. <laughs> and we are sorry at the same time. So Yes,
1: we are back. We are ready. And we have some juicy episodes that we're going to be recording. Um, the first one that we're going to be recording, well, I don't even know why I'm saying that the first one that we're recording, but the episode that we're going to be talking about today is... What does, manliness what does manliness look like, like
0: in marriage uh,
1: in marriage yeah i think one of the biggest things or in general like we were just actually having a conversation with a dear friend of ours
2: mm-hmm. which
1: by the way if you're listening you know who you are we love you and thank you for supporting us yeah um and we were just um talking about what godly manliness looks like in yeah. a relationship in general yeah. um if you've read the book, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking out. Wild Heart. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart.
0: Wild at heart.
1: Um, there's so many arguments about that book, um, about how it's good. Others argue and say that it's not. Um, uh, uh, well, some people will argue that um, the author actually has a very, what we call like manly machismo Um, A little uh, point of view when it comes to it. But the reality of it is is the book is actually um, a really good starting point or talking point of conversation of what really manliness really could look like. It is a Christian book, um, and I would preface that. And I am a firm believer that I like to read books, and I don't necessarily have to take everything. Like, you take everything by a grain of salt. And there are certain things that I disagree with in the book, and there are certain things that I agree with in the book. Um, The things that I disagree with, it's actually a great way for me to kind of just like preface and kind of just kind of have discussions and wrestle with those ideas and then the things that i agreed with i i'm like oh yeah that's totally on point and i think it all comes down to values that i have and values of what i see a man looking like or being like um, especially when it comes to biblical stance so um If you read it, it's really for men, it's not for women. Um, Danny has not read it. Um, I haven't read it. He's not much of a reader, if we're we're honest. Um, But, you know, I actually read it because we were both leading young adults, too. And I know that this was one of the books that a lot of young men were actually reading. And I used to work at a college, and I worked directly with both um, young men and young women um, as leaders in our campus. And so um some of them were actually reading it and so when I was coaching them slash working with them um some of those conversations would come up so yeah it's an interesting book it's a good book it's not a bad book it's a it's a good book so if you get a chance read it I'm not recommending it 100% I'm just saying if you read it read it with a grain of salt and um it does have some good point of views and yeah all right so with that being said that's like our conversation came out of um singleness and the preparation of going into a relationship and what does it look like for a man to be a man in a relationship
0: or at least what do what do people expect yes um for men to be men or what that looks like a lot of women have uh you know specific perceptions of what that means um some women are pretty intense as far as like oh I gotta have this kind of lifestyle and only by this lifestyle do I determine that man to be a man.
1: What do you mean by this?
0: It could be anything. It's different for everyone. Some women wanna be a hundred percent catered to. Mm. You know? Some women wanna be trophy wives. Some women don't. Some women wanna get out there and get it. So it's like It's different. Every woman is is completely different. Not everyone has that exact mindset of this is how, you know, things need to be. And so the question or at least the conversation came up with like, what does, you know, what do men today or at least single men look into having a relationship or, you know, getting into marriage? And so the conversation that our friend and I had um, was interesting. You know, he was talking about how he wants to feel like he's at a certain level financially, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, he wants to like, basically, you know, the the core of it was to, he wants to be able to offer something, bring something to the table. 100% agree with that. Nothing wrong with that. But it made me think because I then shared about our story, Jenny and I, when we first got married and how it did not look anything remotely close to how he was describing, <laughs> you know, his um, his desires for for, you know, marriage. And so, you know, here we have a good friend of ours, dear friend. We love him to death. And he's, you know, and I'm listening to him talk about how, you know, he wants to be at a certain, you know, level in his life where he feels like, okay, I'm ready for marriage. I have this. I have that. I can offer these things. And again, I shared with him our story and how it was not it was nothing compared to that. When Jenny and I first got married, um, we had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, Jenny, you know, was coming from a home where it's only girls she has two younger sisters and their mindset or at least their upbringing was hey no one's gonna give you anything nothing's gonna fall on your lap don't depend on man get out there and get it
1: i by the way i i have two older siblings but yes um i grew up with my two younger sisters and just for those of you who are listening here like, wait, just three? That's not right. I want to correct that. I have five siblings. We're five. Sorry. We're five siblings. Just my mom had a previous marriage. Um, so my two older siblings didn't really grow two up. Two
0: older siblings from different fathers and then two younger siblings from the your same father. father. Yeah.
1: And so, so my father raised three girls. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Back to the story. <laughs> um, so that was the upbringing that Jenny was around in where you just you have to do it yourself no one's gonna do it for you and so you know for me in my case my upbringing was pretty straightforward um i had small conversations with my dad about what he felt um men are supposed to be like definitely there were certain things where it was a bit construed and like okay that's kind of weird um Well, just for example, my dad, I would always hear my dad saying that, like, like, I could tell that he was okay with me coming back home super late if I was with a girl. But if I had a sister, then there's no way in hell mm, he would let her go out. The double standard. And, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was, it, was, it was that kind of thing. Um, but when, when Jenny and I first got married, you know, Jenny was the only one that was working. I couldn't find a job. And when we first got married... Um, It was very, very scary because I just remember having like 30, 40 bucks to my name. And we had absolutely no money. Um,
1: We had been working as missionaries.
0: We were doing a lot of missionary work. So, you know, it was just very difficult. Financially, it was completely difficult. And, um, you know, I remember we were on the verge of getting our cars towed because we couldn't keep up with payments. There were days where we had no food. Like, you know, moments where we weren't sure if we were going to even make it back home, you know, because we had no money for gas. Like, we were really, really struggling financially. And so, you know, that was hurtful. I thought to myself, you get married and, you know, the man is supposed to have it put together. You know, the man's supposed to bring the bread. You know, man is supposed to, you know, there are expectations that men are supposed to have when it comes to marriage. You know, this is my mentality. This is my mindset. And I did not portray this at all. You know, it was completely the opposite. Jenny was the one bringing home the bread because she was the one that was working. I couldn't find a job. You know, um, I kept bouncing around from part-time jobs to part-time jobs because people just didn't want to hire. And if it wasn't that, then they were expecting people to have, like, crazy amount of years of experience But obviously, how do you have the experience unless you have the job? So um, it was very difficult for me to 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 fill in that role of what a man is. And so there were many days where I was just I grew angry and upset because I thought, what the hell? Like, this is very simple. It's not rocket science. Fine. Jenny wants to work, and she's not the kind of woman that wants to stay at home. That's cool. Whatever. But I thought to myself, like, at least, like, let's even out the playing field. Like, let me get out there. Let me find a job where I don't have to worry about leaving in three to six months because it's only temporary. But let me just have a stable job. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if it's, you know, picking up grass or cleaning toilets or, you know, I just... I didn't care what it was. I was very desperate, you know, and just ready to do anything. But it was uh it just took a lot of time. I noticed that, you know, there was a season of my life that God was really working in me. God was teaching me patience. God was teaching me to, to, to basically just seek him. And it was hard, guys. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. When God tells you, "Hey, hey, I need you to I need you to dig into my word while you're at home doing nothing and your wife is out working." <laughs> it didn't feel good at all, and trust me, I didn't want to do that. Um but I had no other choice. I again, I didn't have a job and I found myself stuck at home every day. Um so I was living the opposite of what the standards were for men when it came to being married. And as time went by, I, I slowly started understanding that, you know, I, I learned about myself that I was the kind of guy where I deep inside my heart, yeah, I, I wanted to be able to tell Jenny, hey, like, I don't want you to work. Or, hey, you know what? The fact that you're making more than me really bothers me. You know, I, I I found out that that's, that was something that I really carried in my heart. And mind you, Jenny, Jenny you know, is the kind of girl that when she's going to do something, she's going to do it. Or when she's passionate about something, she learns it, she lives it, she loves it, and she just goes above and beyond always. And so there was a piece of me that was not okay with the fact that You know, she was making way more than I ever was. And I'll be honest to you guys, to this day, Jenny still makes more than I do. So as far as the whole, like, I got to have it down and (laughs) I got to make more money than my wife. That's completely out the window in our marriage. There's a good chance that I'll never make more than Jenny. um, And I'm perfectly okay with that.
1: How did you get to that point, though? What did you have to do? Um, Reconcile with or make peace with because I know a lot of men struggle with that. A lot of men struggle with the fact that they have to be the ones bringing more money. Like, what, how did you come to that conclusion that it was okay for me to be making more money?
0: I mean, for starters, yeah, it was just again, just realizing with myself that, um, I just felt for myself, I can't speak for anybody else, but I felt for myself that it didn't make sense that I was okay with you being independent, but not okay with you if you were making more money than I was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, independency is independency, and that looks different for everyone, you know?
1: And how would you define my independence, being that some women might be like, I just want to be fully independent, which I would speak into this. Like, I would say, if you're planning to get married, there is a codependency no matter what into your relationship with one each o- with each other but how do you like h- how do you know that it's okay for me to be independent without crossing that line where it's like I don't ever or, or where I don't treat you as an equal does that make sense no okay so I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes women can be so independent to the point where they don't treat their husbands as equals
0: hmm So, so how,
1: why are you okay with me being independent? I guess I'm asking you to speak into like, what is it that makes me still a good wife and still own my independency?
0: Well, there was a time where back then you would, you had a, you had a habit of letting people know that you were educated, that you Mm -hmm. had a master's.
1: Yes. My identity was so wrapped and up, and you
0: on that. were you were like dead focused on that.
1: Yes, my identity was extremely wrapped like up. Like you,
0: you made sure that people were aware that that's what you obtained. Yes, and so whenever you kind of, whenever you spoke about that, or whenever you would bring that up, like it, that that carried you. You allowed that to carry you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was able to tell, like, there were moments where I'm like, well, you know, Jenny, yeah. Well, in that case, there really is no need for us to be married because at the end of the day, it seems like you have it all taken care of,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And it's not to say that that I wanted you to be less than me or to, you know, not be as successful as me. But that was just to say, like, hey, I don't care if you're doing way better than I am, there's still a possibility where I can I can you I can feel like I can still bring something to the table. If at the end of the day it has nothing to do with finances, if 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 you will always be the one to bring more money than me, I don't care, that's fine. But I still have something to bring to the table.
1: So good. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. It's not always just going to be the finances. It's not just going to be you know, anything else. And so...
1: And I think that's what manliness is. Like...
0: Yeah. It like, gets to a point yeah. where it's like, you know, okay, yeah, maybe there's a lot of guys out there that are that are crazy good with money. They have jobs and they're just savvy and they know how to make more of it. Kudos to you.
1: But you don't know how to honor
0: but, yeah, their wives. Don't know how to honor their spouses. Don't know how to treat their spouses as equals. And it's like, Look, if your spouse or your fiance or whatever is, you know, like they just they feel less than you or they don't feel like they can bring anything to the table. You know, that's a that's a major flag. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's not just about money. Mm-hmm. If you're good with it, good for you. And if you can make a lot of it, awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think as you're talking about this. I'm, I'm I'm realizing more and more every day as I have conversations with either other men um that we've mentored and, and like what we've had conversations with other couples and whatnot um i i realize more and more like a marriage is not about who's more manlier or who is more of a woman right if, if anything it's it's like we are both created in the image of god we are both equal in his eyes and marriage is really a an equality, a compromise of equality. You know, yeah. like it's it's you're compromising with each other. You're equal to each other. You're not mm-hmm. better than another. And many people will say and will argue and say, "Well, no, Scripture is very clear that the man's supposed to lead a house." But we were talking about this, yeah. and what it really, really means.
0: What God is really saying is for man to be spiritually, yeah, ahead of the house,
2: yeah. In other, words,
0: in other words, in other words. Be in the relationship that you are supposed to be in with God, with yes. Jesus, because your other half will recognize that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where submission then comes in. Therefore, yeah,
0: voluntary submission. 100%. Instantly comes in. Yes. Because there's recognition of authority, not... In the way that we perceive authority to be, where, where it's like oppressing the other person, that's not authority. But there's a recognition of spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. And so your spouse will say, oh, my husband, whatever, has this relationship with God that I admire, that I actually respect. I don't want to take a position where I counter that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for people who have, because people can get triggered by the word submission or authority. Yeah, but again, so that's, think,
0: if they're getting triggered, it's because they're the only definition that they un, that they know yeah. is the kind that we display today.
1: Yes, and so that's why I'm going to paraphrase this for any of um, our listeners who are triggered by those words. What Denny's really implying and saying is, um, because your husband or your um, the man in the relationship is so spiritually connected with god there is some wisdom in us as women as the wives listening to what our husbands have to say or being allowing ourselves to be led by them especially when it comes to um you know big decisions that sometimes we may not even see the great picture to that's not to say that women don't see the great picture to it but there's just it's, it's easy to want to be loved and to be served by a man who loves Jesus. Is that simple?
0: Yeah. And again, like, obviously, there's a reason why God considers man and wife in marriage as one. Yes. Because it's no longer me, the husband, and me, the wife. It's now one.
1: Yes. And I think we forget that. Mm-hmm. I think we like to disregard the fact that we are one. We have become one. And so what people will do is they will take scripture out of context and use the whole, you know, submit your wife, the wife submits to the man. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like you realize that ultimately since Genesis, since the beginning of Genesis, it says we will become one. Like husband and wife will leave. Sorry, men and wife, men and women would leave their house and they would become one flesh, one. Yeah. And so in reality, by... Me submitting to Danny, quote unquote, or me like I'm going to use a quote unquote submission, right? Submitting to Danny or honoring Danny when he guides me spiritually. Because trust me, there's moments where like my flesh kicks in and my husband like all of a sudden speaks like truth. And what I mean by truth is like biblical scriptural truth into my life. And I'm like, geez, like why is he saying this to me right now? Like I want all of my flesh to act out. But it makes it so easy for me to honor Danny in that moment. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's like, it's, we both play those roles constantly. Yeah. And so we're submitting to each other on a daily basis Mm -hmm. when we chose to say, to say I do to each
2: other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a working, it's a working progress, a working relationship. And it's, it's learning about the other person every day. But, you know, again, it's it took time. Jenny and I, like, we didn't have it all down, and we still don't. You know, it took time. It, it was hard for me to accept the fact that Jenny has always made more money than I have. You know, and we both have tech. I have an MBA. Yeah,
2: yeah you do.
0: <laughs> I have an MBA. You know, Jenny has a master's in, in education and you know technically by by the laws of this world i should be rolling in the dough but yeah. i'm not yeah you know and so it it does bother me and sometimes i stop and wonder and i'm like why is that like is god against me you know making a crap ton of money no it's just i think every day god's just simply teaching me that it doesn't matter how many degrees i have or how smart or how savvy i am with certain jobs and at the end of the day, it's, the only thing that matters to him is that Jenny and I are one. And how are we displaying that in our marriage? And So, so at the end yeah. of the
1: day, then, what does manliness really look like in a marriage?
0: I think manliness is just always going to be defined by what God says we are, who we are as men. Mm. And the truth is, is that men, men are not, or at least this world defines men to be strong, powerful, dominant, you know, in in possession of, in control of. And God, you know, God's definition of manliness is being vulnerable to the things of God.
1: Yeah, being submissive
0: to his will.
1: Being
0: submissive to his will. Yeah. It's it's always going to be the opposite.
2: Of what the world tells
0: us. Always going to be the opposite. And it's never going to make sense. Because, again, it's like when God showed up, you know, biblically, the Bible says, I came to serve, not to be served. And you're God. Mm -hmm. Snap your fingers and this world is done. Mm. So who in the right mind with that kind of power comes in and says, I'm here to serve you, not you to serve me, though that's the obvious answer. So it's like, so this world says, hey, men, do this, look like this, behave like this, you know, treat women like this. And God's saying, "Uh, no, follow me. Focus on me.
1: You are to serve.
0: You are life. here to serve, yeah. not to be served. Yeah.
1: Wow, so good, so good, and I think we forget that because you're right. Because the world is constantly defining manliness as either strength, power, authority. You know, um, even intimidation sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. you know it's it, it, and
2: yeah.
1: and you're right, like biblically speaking a husband should love their wives the way that christ loves the church
0: Mm -hmm. god's heart is just to give nothing but the best to his bride yes and so that's for men that's our natural desire like my personal desire is to at one point in life not necessarily make a crap ton of money but to be able to financially sustain our like You know, have financial sustainability to where Jenny doesn't have to worry about working. Mm -hmm. Now, can I picture Jenny stuck at home every day (laughs) making hot plates and fixing dinner and doing things and cooking and cleaning and just the things that quote unquote women are are created to do? No, because there's no way in hell Jenny's ever going to do that. But that's okay. That's not Jenny's personality. She loves to just focus on what she wants to do. She loves to work and again, I understand that that's part of her upbringing. And so, who am I to come in and completely demolish that and say, hey, I don't care how you grew up. I don't care what your personality and character is. I need you to just stay at home and do what women are expected to do. No. You know, again, my dream is to, for me to be able to like take care of all the bills financially and, and much more. And for Jenny to just enjoy herself and, go out with people, be with family, whatever it is that she wants to do. That's my dream. Is that a bad dream? No. And for those of you who are out there that want the same dream, there's nothing wrong with that dream.
1: But that doesn't make you more man. But
0: that doesn't exactly that doesn't make you that doesn't mean you are a man. Yeah. For for those of you men who are out there and are probably thinking, Oh crap, well I'm I'm a stay at home dad and my wife is the breadwinner. Hey, man, good for you.
2: Yeah. You are love on your wife. Man.
0: You are a kick ass father. <laughs> your kids freaking love you. You know, you don't have to stress about work. Your wife does.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and Even, it doesn't
1: make you, any, doesn't make you less. any
0: less of a man.
2: Yeah.
0: That just means that you're in a position that you get to enjoy a piece of life that currently your other spouse does not at the moment.
1: Yeah, and, the, that's and it, can, it could be because she doesn't want to. It could yeah, be because she just loves her job. It exactly. Be, and
0: yeah. if it means where your wife is just like, "Hey, I want to be the one to bring home the bread, and I want you to, you know, enjoy." Guys, that's okay. That doesn't mean you're a bad husband. It doesn't mean you are a sucky father. It doesn't. Or lazy. Or lazy. I, I hear
1: that a lot. A lot of the time, it's yeah. Like men who don't. We've known a couple of. um men in our lives in our lifetime who like were stay-at-home dads you know and what they were doing is they were also working in ministry working in the gifts and talents that the god that god had given them you Mm -hmm. know but it didn't make them any less of a man just because they were at -at stay-at-home dads and taking care of their if anything i think that's very admirable that like you have a role model of a man leading children, which a lot of the times it's always put on women to lead children. It's the the
0: expectation. It's a woman's role.
1: But in reality, biblically speaking, men should be the one leading their wives and their children, you know, Mm -hmm. like on how to be godly men, on how to pursue Jesus and whatnot. So I think that's beautiful when we encounter those situations. Um, I, I think it's great for us to be even having this conversation because a lot of the times I think there's this tendency even within the church of of men having to have it all put together and the yeah. stress behind that unfortunately creates tension between spouses mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And uh, marriages leads, break,
0: yeah. relationships end yes. Because there's there's a specific, you know, expectation. It's a societal where and it's like
2: church expectation. Yeah.
0: And you know, again for any of you that are out there who are listening that are single not in a relationship of any kind. Again, it it's it's okay. Like thank you for listening. And you know, we're here to just let you know, hey, it's all good. You don't have to have all the answers right now. You know? At the end of the day, you don't need to have millions and millions of dollars in your account. No. I because mean marriage how many is a
1: partnership. Marriage is
0: a partnership. Like,
1: how do you expect to become a partner? If you have it all put together. Yeah.
0: If you have all the answers and you can do it all by yourself, then you don't need anybody. Yeah. There's no room for anyone. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, your wife's not
1: just here to serve you sexually either or to cook your meals. I I firmly
0: believe that Jenny is very well capable of moving on with life without me. She's very well capable of doing that.
1: Yes. But I don't want to.
0: But she doesn't want to. (laughs) Yeah. you know and I appreciate that she doesn't want to that she chooses to allow me to be a part of her life where I get to bring something
1: and I think what makes it easy for me to want to stay and be a part of that Danny is the fact that you make space for me
0: mm, that's another one you too know, because it's a good think, point too I think
1: I think that's the that's the that's I think sometimes men can be very controlling in their relationships yeah you know I think you create so much space for me to walk in the fullness of who God created Mm -hmm. me to be and walk in my calling because my calling is not necessarily your calling you know we are all created equal in the image of God but we all have different Mm -hmm. gifts and talents that we bring into the kingdom and Danny creates so much space for me to pursue those dreams to pursue the calling that God has placed over my life and not at one point has he ever stopped me from wanting to pursue mm-hmm. um what god has placed in my heart in fact he will a lot of times and this is i think this is what coming back to what he was saying like jesus came to serve us not to be served and i will say this if anything and i want to publicly acknowledge this like if anything you have you have served me to so that I can pursue fully like what God has placed over my heart. You've been a servant. You've had like such a humbling spirit to want to do that. And I think, not I think, I know it's one of the many reasons, not just the reason, but many reasons as to why I am deeply in love with you. And which is why I so deeply honor you too as my husband. Does that make sense?
0: You're damn right, babe. <laughs> You're damn right.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah it's, it's no like, yes yeah. yes i understand and that's what i'm saying like i've
1: it's so easy to love someone think
0: i'm grateful when you you know i'm, when I'm serve you know i'm i'm grateful and i want to say that i'm also fortunate enough to have grown up in a home environment where it, it wasn't perfect guys it was not it was all jacked up screwed up but my dad was never the controlling type
1: no your dad never like yeah
0: you know i don't know what kind of dreams and aspirations my parents had for each other i have no idea but one thing that i always could see was that my dad was never one to keep my mom down and so you know without realizing I, i picked up on that and so that's why when we got married you know i would always have to remind jenny and this was like in the beginning of our marriage You know, like, hey, like, I'm not, I'm not here to hold you back or to stop you. Like, you're your own person. That's what I love about you. You know, don't feel like I'm going to be the new version of someone that's going to come and destroy that. Like, I want you to keep doing what you do best and grow in your own, you know, identity. I'll just, I'll be right behind you, you know? And so... I love the fact that I get to do that with you, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, it just it works and it makes sense. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure if it was someone else that could be easily mistaken and assumed that I don't care or, yeah. you know,
1: yeah.
0: some other excuse. But
1: so, I guess from because uh, we're like coming basically to the end of time, I know we're a little bit over already, but um, I, I guess as a woman what I would define as manliness would be, you know, a husband, like, I think one of the biggest things, and, and this, again, I'm speaking for myself, cause I guess it's really important to say that. I, I know that not all women want this.
2: Right, But yeah. But yeah.
1: I think for me personally, and if you relate to this, awesome. If you don't, awesome too, you know, like you you, you have to know what you value and what you want in, in a marriage, right? Yeah. But for me, the way that I define manliness, it's a man who is after God's heart. You know, a man who chooses to pursue Jesus constantly and loves Jesus, therefore loves a woman the way that Jesus loves on that person. Does that make sense? It's a man who chooses wisdom over knowledge. Um, it's great to have knowledge, but it's about wisdom. A man who guides his wife and his house and his children um, in a way that it's very spiritually strong. Um, for me, that's what makes a man. What makes a man, a man is someone who really wants to submit under the authority of Jesus. Yeah, The rest can be added. The rest can be like, awesome. If he makes more money, cool. Awesome. Cool. Doesn't necessarily have to, you know, and it doesn't make him any less of a man because he's not making more money. Um, You know, I think those are societal definitions of what a man should be. But if we look at the biblical, really the biblical concept of a man, a man should be a man who loves Jesus wholeheartedly, follows Jesus with his heart. And I think you defined it very well. It's like imitates Jesus. Therefore, he's about serving versus coming to be served.
0: Yeah. So if you're still wondering what does a man look like or what does it mean to be a man... Um. all I can say is get on your knees and ask the Lord and he'll tell you.
1: Yeah, And I would say be okay with
0: be okay with what he says.
1: Yeah, and be okay with being flexible. I yeah. think, you know, I think the kingdom is about flexibility. It's not, the kingdom's not, I mean, some things are black and white in the kingdom but there's certain things in the kingdom that are very gray and like it's because Jesus knows that we are all broken people and he needs to know yeah. where we're at. Right. So, um, and I think that's, it's because of grace, you yeah. know? And so I think if anything, give yourself grace as you are trying to pursue what does manliness look like? Um, or what does womanhood look like, which we're not talking about women right now, but we're yeah. talking about men. And so like, I think hearing it from another woman, and I hope for the men who are hearing this, I just, I just want to encourage you to know that, um, Talk to your girlfriend, talk to your wife of like what they are seeking and looking for in a man. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think sometimes all you got to do is listen, because sometimes the wives really just you might think that that's what she wants. But the reality is it's like it's not what she wants and she just maybe not feel safe. And that's sad, too. If she can't express herself, then I would say think twice, buddy, before you say you're a man. you know, maybe
0: it's just something also that they like it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is bad. No. It could also be that some women just don't feel like, oh, if I share this then Exactly. So it I think could create, be a bad thing. Exactly. Or,
1: so I think if anything what I'm trying to say is for men, it's, you know, create a safe space for your yeah. wife or your significant other to be able to talk to you about what they are really looking for in
2: oh. in
1: you. Um and I think that's the most important thing. I think that's really what's important at the end of the day. It's like each relationship is so unique. Yeah,
0: it's different.
1: So what i need from danny may not necessarily mean what your wife needs from you so mm-hmm. i would say really like be open it's different yeah for be everyone. open yeah. to listening to what your spouse or your significant other may need and if there's areas in in your life that are being challenged by that individual you know ask the holy spirit to guide you and to help you yeah. and
0: and for those of you women out there that are starting to wake up and and begin to see who you are what your identity is Mm. and if you find yourself in positions where your significant other might not see that i just want to encourage you and applaud you because it takes guts to be able to see that for yourself yeah you know don't look at everything as a bad thing Mm -hmm. you know um i'd say just
1: Find someone to talk with. Yeah. Find someone if your husband's to talk not, with. Yeah. Yeah, if your husband's not willing to listen, I or, would recommend
0: that you yeah, find or someone. Boyfriend or fiance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to acknowledge you, women, because, you know, I think it's been a long time that you have been shut down and, yeah. and just, you know, duct tape to the mouth kind yeah. of thing. And so, you know, for you, women that are starting to speak up starting to voice your thoughts and emotions and opinions you know i applaud you yeah. i i I, sp- I speak for myself and for for those that that you know are on the same page as i am mm-hmm. you know but i also want to encourage you because not everyone will see it the way i do and not everybody thinks the same
1: yeah and so i am i am not going to do a shameless like cause this is not shamelessly me trying to promote something but if you do need someone to talk to if you can't find someone or you're like man I just wish I had someone to bounce words with like reach out to Danny and Jenny like re- reach out to us um, we yeah. can um, one of our biggest dreams is to start coaching individuals too um, we've been coaching couples and whatnot so um, yeah, just reach out to us contact at Danny dot com so yeah,
0: yeah. well this wraps it up. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, listening, for tuning in. Again, we apologize for the for the absences that we've had. Yeah,
1: but we went for forty minutes, basically close to. 40 which minutes.
0: is cool. Yeah. Sorry that it's been longer than usual. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you guys uh, have an awesome week. Enjoy your weekend. Um. And we'll definitely, you know, we'll we'll kick ourselves in the butt when we're <laughs> not, you know. Yeah. Being consistent. But thank you guys for those of you that do listen. All right. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much again for listening to the episode and for tuning in to the podcast. Again, I hope that um, the episodes and the podcast um, are encouraging. I hope that it brings you guys new light, new perspective. Uh, a new approach to the marriage to marriages to relationships um we hope that it gives you guys the right tools to be able to move forward and how it fits best for you
1: yeah and if you have any questions um or you want more details just go ahead and follow us on instagram at our instagram handle which is danny and jenny or email us at contact at danny we look forward to
0: to hear him next, from you yeah. yeah
1: and to the next episode
0: awesome all right take care
1: adios